0: Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach, but hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hi everyone, I'm Katherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com, and you're a host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. Today I want to talk about organizing your office. And we've had a lot of guests on recently. They've been much more about uncluttering your mind rather than uncluttering your space. And I've actually gotten some requests to talk about uncluttering your space. So let's go back to this. It's been a while since the mini series. This is actually going to be a series as well, although longer segments about organizing. In a day we're really going to kind of start with psychology of organizing. Why do we keep our stuff in our clutter? So I'm going to start with a story. The very first time I decided that I was going to unclutter my office, uh, we were living in Silver. We called our Silver Mine House, and this is going back. Oh boy, over twelve years ago. I'm guessing fifteen or sixteen years ago. Our office was a shared office. I'm going to guess it was about twelve by twenty, so it was really a sizable space. And there was just tons of stuff. And the primary culprit for all that stuff was me. I just had everything out of the sun. I was in design school. I had art supplies, countless interior design magazines. I had papers. Paper is my arch nemesis. I'm really a person who struggles with paper. I'm thrilled that a lot of life has gone to digital. I probably have a digital clutter problem now. We don't have as much of a paper clutter problem. And I decided to hire an organizing team to come in and help me in one day, in one fell swoop, six hours straight. And we organized my entire office, the one that I shared with my husband. But I was there most of the time. He wasn't in there as much because he worked at an office, not in the home. And so a couple of things happened. The first one was six hours for me was absolutely draining and exhausted. There's no way that I could ever do six hours of organizing for myself ever again, not in a row. I found that sort of my sweet spot is three to four hours. Many of my clients, it's about the same. Back then, I was undiagnosed. I did not know I had ADHD. I do know it now. However, my office space was super amazingly organized. It was outrageous how great it was. It was completely empty. And what I found after I emptied my office is that I had to deal with the demons of nothing in the space. So it was just me. No excuses. No excuses. No, saying, well, I can't find that paperwork or whatever it was. Clutter had provided me the sort of a safety net and I didn't realize it. And I bring this up because if you're struggling with clutter, I want you to know there's a psychological component to it and be gentle with yourself. You may not be able to have someone come in in six hours and completely redo your space. You may need to do it over the course of several days. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. That's okay. So let me start there. So over time, I became a certified productive environment specialist where I specifically learn systems to help people get their offices organized. I'm now doing productivity coaching for the neurodiverse, which includes people with ADHD, et cetera. I do not help people who are dealing with chronic disorganization and say their basement, their attic, or their kitchen. I only work with office spaces. So everything I teach you today about organizing or I talk about on a psychological basis today, because I'm really going to teach that in the next episode, how you organize your paper applies no matter what. Clutter is clutter and it has the same psychological effect, whether you're dealing with your kitchen or whether you're dealing with your office space. You might only have one area that it's a real problem. My office can become a dumping ground for things. I can close the door. Nobody has to see it. But then when I come into my office space here, my home office, which I actually keep pretty dang neat, and we're going to talk about that too, it drains my energy. So first thing is, why do we keep stuff? We keep stuff for a couple of reasons. One is, we think we might use it someday. And you run into this quite a bit with people, especially who come from an era of the Great Depression, who just didn't have enough things, and they always had to take care of items no matter what. They had to repair them. They had to make use of them. And if they couldn't make use of them, they were really kind of undone because there was so little to be had during the Great Depression. So even the folks who come out immediately following that generation grew up with grandparents who reused the cookie tin to put sewing items in or who took the aluminum foil and used it as they washed it off and they used it a second time. And, you know, I don't want to, diss on anyone because that's a very real thing. So I just want you to be aware. I'm like a judgment-free zone here. So I'm not dissing you for your clutter. I'm just letting you know why you might have it. Second reason is you could be saving it for a special occasion. I was notorious for having tons of crystal and china and everything else. And I've been selling it like crazy or giving it away because I just wasn't using it. So what I decided was a few years ago, I was going to use it. And if I didn't use it over the last, say, four or five years, then I've been getting rid of it because I just don't need that much stuff. One of the things you can do for yourself as you're letting things go, and by the way, this does apply to your office. I bet you dollars to donuts. You have a couple of bases in your office and you might only need one or you have some tatis that were once meaningful and they no longer are. Maybe they're from a company where your lungs has gone and you'd rather not think about that experience anymore one of the ways you can let things go is to say to yourself that someone else could use it more than you could. And that's really helped me to know that I could give something away to someone who really, really needed it. You know, that whole one man's trash is another man's treasure. So this woman's trash is somebody's treasure. God bless them. Sentimental value. It could be, uh, oh boy, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a Again, not an office story, sorry. Because I really got my office cleaned up, so it's hard for me to give good stories around that. I had a teapot that was my great aunt's. She's long since gone. She'd be like 110 now, so it's okay. And she had this teapot in the family for like 200 years. And I was like, no, we can't get rid of that. That's a family teapot. It's important. Well, I looked at it recently and it was like broken in spots. It just takes up space. It was this huge teapot. It had no meaning to me, no sentimental value whatsoever. And I have other things to migrate on. i let that go. I mean, nobody's going to want it all broken. You know, it's just time to let it go. So what would be the equivalent of that in your space? That's an office item. It could be that pin someone gave you at a work event and you no longer talk to that person, really don't need it anymore. It might be some statue one for some award that no longer resonates with you, no longer has deep meaning, things like that. Another reason we keep stuff is because we spent our hard-earned money on it. And we think, oh, you know, I've got to sell that to make it worthwhile. And some things just don't sell right now. Uh, People don't want them, particularly antiques, anything of that uh, nature. Young people aren't really purchasing crystal bowls, crystal vases, because they're not really using them. So, uh, you know, the way we entertain in this day and age is very different. And that's the case even with the office. Where would this apply in your office? It can apply where you keep champagne glasses for a celebratory drink with a new client signed on. Let's say you have three sets of them. You might only need one set. Just things to think about because you're going through your office space, you know, sort of why you're keeping what you keep. Believe me, in offices, the primary culprit is like office supplies and paper. I'm always floored by how many office supplies there are. So guess how that happens? That happens because someone didn't go to the supply closet to look for it before they ordered it. Hmm. I remember that happening a lot at my old uh, corporate job many, many years ago. So what is clutter? The fact is clutter is lost money and lost time. Lost money because you spent it on something you didn't need, or maybe you needed it at the time you don't need it anymore, but you did spend money for it. Lost time because Typically, what happens in an office space is you're looking for a document and you can lose up to two hours a week in looking for documents because you don't know where they're filed or where you put it last or where it is on the stacks of paper on your desk. All right. So, what are the effects of clutter? Clutter increases your stress levels, it increases your anxiety, it drains your energy. I know it drains mine, and um, it's hard to focus. Now, if you're a person with ADHD, focus is already an issue for you with executive function stuff. So you don't really need to be adding to that challenge. So ADHDers really benefit from decluttering as much as they can. And really having a system for that old, remember the expression, uh, everything in its place, everything has a place and everything in its place, I think was the expression. God, I'm dating myself. The last thing to say around this is that your space, your physical space, reflects what's going on in your inner space, in your inner world. If you're sitting in chaos, it is quite possible that what's going on inside for you is chaotic. Maybe you're going through a very difficult change and the clutter helps you feel safer. Maybe you're kind of with dealing with a disorganized mind. And so therefore, your papers and things are disorganized. Sometimes, just to be fair, people just don't know. They don't have a system. They don't know how to maintain. And by the way, that was my big issue after Silvermine. I didn't know how to maintain it. That's why I had to go off and become a certified productive environment specialist so I can learn how to maintain my own space. And now, of course, I teach to other people the system. And um, I'm going to be talking about much of that over the course of the next couple podcasts. So clutter drains your energy. There have been studies done literally where the people at the Princeton, let's see if I can even say this, Princeton University Neuroscience Institute did MRIs of folks to see what the brain did in a situation that was chaotic and in a situation that was orderly. And what they found was the brain craves order. We like orders of things. We like patterns. We like systems. We just naturally drawn to that in our brains. Some of you out there are super creative, saying to yourself, but I thrive in my clutter. I thrive in my chaos. I have everything out so I can see it. If that's the case for you, it could be that you're a pilot. So there are sort of two types of people in the world. <laughs> there are many types of people in the world. But when it comes to paper organization, there are two types. There are everything out and everything in. One is not better than the other. Okay, we're going to start there. So, the everything in is someone who wants everything put away so they can focus. They need that white space to concentrate, to feel their creativity, et cetera. But you could open their file drawer and it could be a total mess without any kind of system. They've just shoved papers in there and it's all willy nilly. You might open their file drawer and it's beautifully organized. And God bless those folks. That wasn't me until I learned a system that worked for me. Oh, by the way, Any systems I offer you, they may not work for you, which is why I offer a whole bunch of different ideas for how you do a system, because every person is an individual and they have different ways of wanting to do things. All right. So back to my broad-based categories now that I've talked about individuals. You have pilers, and I am a pilot. So what's the deal with pilers? Pilers are everything out. We need to see stuff to remember it. By the way, this is huge for people with ADHD. We are terrified we're going to forget to do something. And if we put it in a drawer, it's lost forever. Not necessarily true, but it is how we experience the world, many of us who have ADHD. We need to see it. We need it out. One thing for people who have um, this need for having everything out is uh, vertical file folders. And I'm going to talk more about that as we go into organizing. But just know you probably fall loosely into the category of file or piler. Neither is bad. Neither is better than the other. There is no good or bad in my world. So, where do you want to start? You probably want to start with your vision. What uh, is an ideal office space for you? How do you want to feel in your office space? How do you want your office space to make you feel? It really is a great idea when you're deciding that you're going to declutter your office to start out by writing out some of the things that are meaningful to you. Now, if we were working together, we'd be doing that. So I'd be having a coaching session with you where I would get a sense of what your goals are. One of my clients right now, her goal first was to get her office organized. Um, and then she had a trunk filled with file folders all to do with a medical situation from a family member. And that trunk is supercharged with memories, very intense emotionally for her. And that is why <laughs> we did a whole lot of stuff first before we tackled the trunk. And God bless her. She's been doing it. She's been working on it. Sometimes she just has to step away from it. Part of her planning is recognizing that she can only work on that for a certain amount of time before it's too emotionally draining for her and she needs to stop. And again, I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. That's perfectly okay. You're going to do this in the baby steps, however that works for you. How do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And that's how she's handling this trunk. Another client and her husband passed away. There's a whole bunch of insurance paperwork that needs to be done. And it has, again, been incredibly emotionally charged for her. So what is she doing? Just a little bit. We do these productivity power hours. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that this is where we sit together via Zoom. And we all say what we're going to do. And we spend 50, five, zero minutes. I set a timer. And we all work for 50 minutes. And so during our power hour, that's what she does. Why? Um, She has accountability. She has a buddy, you know, or two or three, since we have a bigger group than just us, not just the two of us. And then she knows that that's the only time she has to work on it. She can walk away from it if she needs to. She gets that chance to let herself emotionally recalibrate around it. So you think about as you're getting ready to do this in your plan, Do you need somebody to do it with you? Do you need to hire someone? Do you have a friend where you guys can challenge each other and get on the phone and say, Hey, I'm going to do this today and I'm just going to spend an hour? And if an hour is too much, set a timer for 10 minutes and just get started. It is really, really hard to start decluttering. And the best way to start is just to do, you know, set a timer for five minutes. I promise you, once you do five minutes, you will likely, I actually can't promise because I'm saying likely. It is likely that once you start, you will continue. And, you know, maybe it's five minutes the first day, 10 minutes the second day. Whatever it takes to get going is a beautiful thing. So in a nutshell, we know that clutter drains are energy. There are psychological reasons why we keep things. They help us feel safe and protected. Ultimately, they're kind of a downer for our energy. They can have a really negative pull on us energetically. They can help distract us so we can't be focused and we need to have some kind of a plan in place and a vision so that you can move forward with decluttering your office. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about files and paper, which is the sort of toughest area to tackle in an office because it's the most really that people struggle with. So I would love it if you would tune in again for the next episode in this little series because I'm going to give you all kinds of amazing, juicy strategies for getting things done. If you are ready to start now and want a really amazing group of people to hang out with while you're doing it, I do offer these power hours three days a week. And it's part of my membership group, the Fog to Focus membership group. And I would be happy to talk to you about that. The best way to reach me is either by email, katherine at katherineavery.com, or schedule a call with me which you can do at com. I'll put those links in the show notes. I am super excited to be on this decluttering journey with you. And the thankful to the people on LinkedIn who happened to mention that they'd like to know a lot more about how to unclutter their office. Happy uncluttering. See you next time. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play,